Broadcasting from the Third Coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. I want to swim around your bloodstream. What's that? Cartex. Yeah, it's for the one of the Harleys out there. <laughs> you know, the, it's, it's the worst thing about having extra toys that you have to register because the government's going to come get their slice of it. Sure. Got one this month and one next month. That's going to be fun. Paid my my truck tag this month or last month. So, yeah, I'm, I'm about all taxed out. Yeah, I got my tag in Same. the mail today. <laughs> well, it, it, I just wrote my federal tax check yeah. for the shop. Oh, <laughs> damn! A one timer, one timer. That's what I've been doing the whole every every year because oh. I know I can save up enough because oh, I'm not stupid with the money yet. <laughs> yet, yeah. But uh, wow. So you don't do quarterly at all or anything? No. Yeah. Oh, I just pay their little spanky on the ass penalty and for not paying it when they think you should, mm. and uh, I just pay it all in one lump. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna come get their piece whether you like it or not. Sure, you know. So it's it's a. Uh, I hate taxes. I really do. And I got in discussion this morning with one of my coworkers. I don't know if you saw John Stewart talk to the um, Secretary of Defense about waste in the military budget, and she like got all defensive, like condescending to him about he's like. The DOD can't even pass an audit. She's like, well, you don't even know what audit means. What does, what does audit mean to you? He's like, well, it means that you should go and see if you had all the stuff you ordered. That's right. That doesn't mean you were wasting. He's like, well, it is waste when you ordered a $1 trillion or $1 billion plane from Raytheon and you can't find the plane. Dude. Isn't that an issue? And she calmed her ass down then. And he said, we just finished 20, a 20-year war. 20 years of war and the Department of Defense got a $50 million raise to their budget. So so now instead of having, you know, $800 trillion or billion, whatever it is for defense, we have 850. And he said, and we got to raise, why are our frontline service members, your, your basic soldier, sailor, Marine, and airman, why are they still having to get food stamps? Well, we gave them a raise year before last, and we gave them one last year. We're giving them one. He's like, it's not enough, apparently, because they're still on food stamps. I mean, and she calmed her ass down real quick when he started laying it out to her. Well, she probably didn't know what the hell she was talking about anyway, man. Well, I was telling my, my, one of my coworkers this morning, he, he was a, he's a, a veteran. He served in Afghanistan and Iraq, did multiple tours. It was a combat engineer. He went out and dug up mines and, e- and IEDs and shit. It wasn't like he was sitting behind a desk somewhere. And I said, if we do our taxes every year, on our tax form, if it said, where do you want your money to go? And there were check boxes for places, I'd be all in favor of that. If I could say, I want my, my tax money to go to uh, the National Park Service or feeding underprivileged kids or giving more funds to vets, I'd be all for taxation. If I could, de- if I could decide where it goes, hmm. but for the government to go, we're going to take that. We're going to buy a bunch more bombs that cost more than the people we're going to drop them on. will ever make in their entire lives. Yeah. We're going to see how these birds made on cocaine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Hey everybody. Welcome to the hango show. And of course, Jut's here to introduce our first government funded uh, research. How do birds fuck on cocaine? <laughs> I'm your host, Tango Wood, and I got the boys back in here again tonight. I got Harpoon, I got Jut. I always depend on Jut to turn something. I, I go off the deep end seriously. Mm-hmm. He he's puts a joke at the end of it. We wrap it all up. It's, it's perfect. I love oh, it. I wish that was a joke. <laughs> I really do. It's true. It is true. I agree. Mm. It's, it's just, it just drives me up the stinking wall that every year they ask for more stinking money, and it's doing nothing but going military contracts or, or or how how garden slugs mate in the fall or something you know i mean this is it's bullshit that is pretty crazy man. transgender can... studies in pakistan there we go yeah that's one of them yeah you know good millions times. sent over good there times. so jet since you're all riled up we'll start with you how, how's your week going man 
Besides, it's fantastic. Well, you wrote a big Fant- check today, so. <laughs> yeah. No wonder you're all pissed well, off. That's all I've done this year is write big checks. Jut comes in here full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> what happened, Jut? I had to write a text to the government today. Yeah. <laughs> but you only got it once a year, man. So, I mean, you know, but that, yeah. That's yeah. a big nut kick, though. It's a, well, you know, depending on the year. Yeah. Still. It was a, there was a few extra zeros on it. Oh. So. So I mean, is uh, it, does the state tax and stuff come around once yeah. a year too? Mm-hmm. Yep. Holy smoke, dude! Yep. We just pay it all at once and be done with them. Wow. Yep. Collect for the next year and pay it again. Yep. Wow. You do quarterly at your place? I figure you I do. do. I do monthly and quarterly. Yeah. I, you know, we pay real retail tax as well, which that's a whole separate thing. But mm-hmm. you know, we pay that monthly. And then uh, at the end of the year, we get the whatever ten ninety nine, and go from there. So, depending on what kind of year we had, how much I spent versus how much I made, mm-hmm. we just pay it. Yeah, you know, because I definitely don't want an IRS agent kicking down my door. Yeah, as much as I that won't end well for me. No. <laughs> <of us. laughs> as, as much as I talk shit about how much I can't stand taxation and stuff, I'm still not gonna fuck around with them. They get, man, because yeah. they will end you. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, you will ruin your life. Yep. That's I, I, me and Jay have talked many times about finances as he's been on here, you know. And his consensus is, if you're in debt, get it figured out. But number one, if you're in debt to the government, take care of that shit. Tell everybody else you're going to wait. Yeah. You're going to have to wait. Yeah. yeah, I got a bigger fish to fry right now. Yeah, yep. you got that shit right, man. man. Because they can, I mean, just as easily come in and go, okay, man, you know, you got to shut your stuff down. You know. Yeah. End it. Yeah. Anything else been going on besides just writing checks to people you never see? No. Got any neighbor news? I was in your neighborhood, man. <laughs> oh, there's an eye roll. <laughs> I was in your neighborhood this weekend walking, man. What happened, Jut? Okay, let's count to well, three. There was a drug deal yesterday. Oh, fun. Um, in your front yard? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they take care of that in the street because mm. that's legal. Yeah. But, yeah. Nancy was like, pretty sure I just saw a drug deal. Like, dude came up, they passed her joint around for a little while, a baggy changed hand and money. <laughs> so, some situations, that's a drug deal. Well, at and least I got the She was like, yeah, first. I watched the whole thing. I was like, did you record it? Because we can have those motherfuckers out of here in a minute. Oh, no, but, so that happened, um, which is, it's always a, Good old time across the street there, I guess. You got a circus living across from you, dude. Straight up. Constantly. It yep. looked it looked pretty jammed up down there, man. It, always. We by. Always. They've blocked our driveway before. Yeah, just yeah. parking on the side of the road. You it's like, that. uh, what the fuck? <laughs> that shit would get towed. <laughs> I live mm-hmm. here. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't just your street. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not but like what, three houses on that little, little street. It's y'all on the one across from you and the one there next yeah, to Yeah, we're the only house on our side of, on our street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, there's three houses. Three. Basically. Yeah. There's one on the corner and then there's one on oh. our street. Uh, three I houses the on, on, the, the on the left side of the street. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that house, I'm telling you, it's cursed. <laughs> it is just never ending. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, the landlord will just take anybody. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So what's uh, what's been going on with you, man? We ain't seen each other really. In a, we ain't been on, hadn't been on here in a month. We've all kind of had our own things going on. Yeah, uh, Harpoon, tell us about your another another little vacay trip. Man, we um, vacay. Uh, <laughs> we've just been living, man. You spring know? break, spring break. Uh, we we well. Miss Alabama and her family went went to the beach. Uh, we wound up not going because of the weather. Um, but yeah, man, she had some health issues pop up, man, on her on her trip. Trying to get them figured out. Um, she's been to the doctor, had stress tests done, and all. They found of, anything out at nothing all? Nothing yet. They're wow. Just like yeah, just don't you know, just don't, don't do get that. out on, don't travel. You know, stay close to home. And that's all her job is is being on the run, right? So, um, you know, just been hanging out with her and, um, loving on my folks, been planting some plants, business has been doing pretty decent. You know, we had some bad weather that came through and, and wreaked havoc on, uh, 
a couple of our towns just south of us and which uh, made um, a lot of the cooking at home almost impossible or whatever because power outages or their house got ripped up or whatever Uh, it's just tornado season and uh, but anyway man a lot of that uh, customer base came up and was eating with us over the last several weekends so we've had big weekends you know, um, I hate that it's because of that, but it is. That's I, I, that's what I attribute it to. Yeah. Lots of new faces, lots of the people that I talk to that are buying big orders. You know, I'm like, hey, man, what's the occasion? You know, because if it's somebody's birthday or whatever, you know, man, I mean, I, I try to do a little something extra or whatever if it is. Draw a funny fi- picture on the, you know, inside of a pizza box or just some if it's a kid or whatever. But several of the people, man, that I talked to over the last several weeks were like going, hey, man, we're taking this food down south and 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 out you know of a couple of families or whatever so um you know just that's that's uh business is going good you know everybody um you know my family's doing you know fairly decent and you know i'm i get to come hang out with y'all i told you man earlier today (laughs) this is i mean i just get so jacked up man thinking about us coming and hanging out and uh so i don't know man just super excited to be around you guys now we uh me and Tink took a little vacation. Went to uh, went up to um Hot Springs, Arkansas and just had didn't really do a lot of anything, but that made it even better. Just we got got we got this really nice little bed and breakfast. It's not little, it's it was a big it's a big house. Um and I, I can't the place is called the reserve at Hot Springs. If you're looking for somewhere to go where it's quiet and you're away from everyone, that's the place to go. Uh, I sent y'all some of the, the breakfast they cooked. Yeah. Like that homemade corned beef hash with the egg on top and all that. And it was just crazy, crazy good food. Good. There was, there was a, another picture you sent out, man. <laughs> me were, in the bathrobe. You, were pretty, you were pretty relaxed. <laughs> I knew as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, we we got a bed and bake fest. I <laughs> <laughs> wanted <to> breakfast. <laughs> yeah, and the breakfast bake fest. Uh, we got there and uh, like we we got to the, the place and we pulled up and I was like, holy shit! Uh, no, number one, when we travel, our number one concern is, is security. Mm-hmm. Be sure we're going to be somewhere where it's going to be safe and we're we're not going to be in any kind of trouble. When you travel to some places you've never been, you don't know what the neighborhood is really like right, right. when you before you book. You can research all you want to, but you know until you get eyes on, you're kind of. We pull up this place, and it looks like some kind of Illuminati hideaway. It's The house was originally built by some timber baron back in the 1800s. And this, this couple bought it and flipped the whole place and turned it into a bed and breakfast. Kept nice. all the original hardwood floors in it. You know, nice. It's beautiful. So we pull up, and it's gated. you got to push a button to get in. And the, Can we help you? Are you checking in? I'm like, yeah. Okay. And the, the gates open up, you know, and you go in. And it's this man and woman. uh probably a little bit younger than me and tank probably in the mid thirties or so. And just the, the woman handles the hotel part. Her husband does all the, he's wanting to do all the cooking and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and it, the, they don't, it's like them and they have two women that help do cleaning around, like just come in to do the housekeeping type stuff. Mm-hmm. But like after breakfast, I'm back to the room, do do cooked out front pruning trees. I mean, it's, it's a, Two person operation. If he cooks, wow. he does the groundskeeping. He handles all that stuff, and they're just the coolest people ever. You're going to say, "Well, the rooms are kind of expensive." Yeah, but you're getting you're getting a, a gated place to stay, mm-hmm. you know, and you're getting a great breakfast every morning, three courses every morning that will stick with you till damn near supper time because it's some hearty, hearty food. Um, and it, we never heard anyone in that place i don't they had a player piano like out in a parlor which was outside of our room and she had turned it on one day and i came out to go get something to drink or something and she goes this is this too loud i'm like i didn't even know it was playing and it was maybe 20 feet from the door wow if if, like if they went to a commercial or something on the tv you kind of hear it a little bit playing but when you open the doors it was it's like a piano playing uh-huh. but inside the room you couldn't hear hardly anything it's really good insulation those thick walls from that old house. I don't know what it is, man, but it was it was great. Um, just super quiet. Even there was other. I didn't know there was other, other guests there. It was so quiet, and we happened to run into a couple guests there the second day. 
How yes. many rooms are there? Uh, I think there were eight total. Damn, that's a big place, man. Yeah. Most of them were upstairs. Our room was off of like the parlor downstairs, kind of off. In, it had like the corner, the back left-hand corner of the house was our room. Um, but yeah, uh, super, super nice people. It's right across from the casino, which was bad news if you know Tink. <laughs> She's a degenerate. <laughs> like, like the front the lawn. penny machines were in trouble. <laughs> Pot calling the kettle black. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. How dare you? Um, the, like the the front lawn of, of this bed and breakfast was on like the last turn of the of the horse track. They've got a, a big horse track there. I, when we were there, they were doing some of the preliminary races to qualify for the Kentucky Derby. Damn. So they had they had races going on and stuff. To juggling and, and check them out and bet. Yeah, they were doing races like on the weekends. Oh, yeah. And, and we were there like on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I got you. Um, we just see them practicing, though. Horses would get out and practice. It was really cool. I've never been to a casino with a horse track before. That was that was neat. Or have a live racing. I've betted like races in Vegas where they show them. Um, but yeah, dude, we just, we really just hung out there at, at the hotel and just relaxed for once. But yeah, the picture they were talking about, we got there, I took a shower and when I got out, there were robes hanging up in the bathroom. I'm like, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Tink a laugh. So I threw one of the robes on then wrapped the towel around my head. Like I actually had some hair, you know, <laughs> and I came out and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like trying to give you some giggles. That's a um, great picture though. Man. That's a great picture. I'm really, really, really tempted to go back and make that picture your contact picture. Man. <laughs> it pops up on my phone. I've thought about it a couple times. Like, oh yeah. Uh, v. Uh, but yeah, you were talking about the weather. Then we had like like two weeks straight of like tornado warnings every three days. Seemed Fuck like. Yeah. Um, like 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 uh, Harpoon said, we had some really bad ones one week. Um, Rolling Fort Mississippi is pretty much off the map now. I don't know if you saw any of the video or drone footage from it. Silver Springs is Silver Springs. Too. Silver yeah. Springs, Rolling Fork, that area got nailed. Rolling Fork was an EF four out of five. Um if you look at the drone footage of it, it's just concrete slabs for as far as you can see. Just Dang. the city water tower got pulled out of the ground. That tells you anything. It, it was laid over. Uh, Rolling Fork. They say how wide it was or how well, it was big what, a mile, what? mile and a half, I think, yeah, at one point. Shit, at least. It was huge. God. At least. You got to admit, this hit at 8 o'clock at night. So sun was down. Yeah, couldn't see it coming. Couldn't see it coming. And so then the next weekend um, was when they had that massive outbreak. That at one point, they had tornado warnings from uh, Derrida, Louisiana, which is damn near in the Gulf of Mexico, all the way to Chicago. It was, it was that, that night about 7 o'clock, they went all the way up the middle of the country. Tornado warnings. Um, the, they had 90 mile per hour sustained straight line winds in Chicago. Uh, there was a Morbid Angel concert going on at the Apollo Theater up there, and it collapsed the roof. And I think they had, it was over 30, 30 killed. One, I've only seen one confirmed. One can, okay, they said, yeah. they said 30 but possible very, when it first happened. Like it injured a lot of people. It collapsed the entire roof yeah. in like 30 minutes after the show started. So the place was packed, you know. Uh, and then we had, it was going okay for us pretty much. And then at one o'clock, we had two drop right next to each other. Uh, 25 miles from where I was working at and one went north and one started coming right for us. And so I grabbed all my shit <laughs> and started headed to our, uh, our safe spot there in the building where I'm the only one in the building. Uh, so I go in there and I was like, oh, I guess I can talk to tank until this thing comes and whisk me away. So I call her like, Hey, I just want to talk to you for a few minutes, you know? And, uh, I'm sitting there talking to her and, the power goes out and there's about a five second delay from when the power goes out to when our diesel generator kicks on. So when that had that five seconds, it got so quiet. I could hear it outside, like the roar, of, the roar of it. And I'm in the most interior room in the building. Yeah. We rode out hurricane Sandy in the Bahamas and it was never as loud as it was in those five seconds that tornado coming by us. It ended up touching down across the road from me. Right over you. Yeah. It was like, 
there's that health center at the intersection. It went over that health center and landed um, in that that tree line, and then went down and tore the factory all to pieces and stuff. So, yeah, I missed the tornado probably by about fifteen hundred feet. I got really, really lucky. Our building didn't have any damage at all to it. Wow. We got really, really, we sailed under a lucky star that night for sure. Um, as you said, there's p- people around us, a bunch of communities that got got devastated. I drove through one last night at work, and it's you, you can see right where it carved a path through the wood line, just straight across the highway. Gosh, and that there's still logs and stuff piled up on the side of the road to be hauled off where they've cleared it. Um, it's going to be months probably before they get it everything cleaned up. It's it's just it's insane, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. When nature comes comes knocking, you just got to hunker down and prepare for. The, there's nothing that you get. It's, it's a situation where you have zero control. Just hide. Yep, you're, you're at the whims of whatever Mother Nature wants to give you. You know, and you got to hope that she just, she grants you a little grace this time. I was talking to, I was telling Nancy the other night, I was like, I don't think there's another nat- type of natural disaster that scares me as much as tornadoes. Like hurricanes, you know where they're coming from and you can track them. You have for weeks m- to prepare. For weeks. <laughs> you know where it's going to hit. Yep. And you know not to be on the coast. Yep. Tornadoes, just boop, right here. Spin out, done, yep. you know. We don't have to worry too much about wildfires around here. You know, that would be terrifying as well. But, I agree. You know. Just tornadoes, man, scare the shit out of me. Well, the fact that they can just build and build and build and build them. You can track them and track them and track them, and you can see them on the radar, but they really don't know what they're doing until they get eyes on them. Well, you think about it, it's one of the only natural disasters that aren't categorized until after. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. What? Oh, really? Yeah. They don't know how bad it is until they survey the damage. With a hurricane... You know, you can see, oh, it's got sustained winds of around... Yeah, this is a Category 3. Right. 200 miles an hour. You know, oh, we, we, yeah. we, we kind of know this. A tornado, you don't know how bad it is until it gets on the ground and goes through. Yeah. Damn, dude. I, know, I didn't know They that. don't rate them until after the fact. Huh. I think the one that hit there next to me was an EF1. Um, the one that hit up close to where I grew up at, I think it was EF0, which is pretty much just really strong winds that were in a cyclone f- fashion. Um, the one at Rolling Fort was an EF four out of five. There hasn't been an EF five uh, in the U.S. in like ten years, I think. I mean, it's not something they hand out, mm-hmm. you know, willingly. That would have been what Smithville. It was in Oklahoma somewhere. Oh, was it in Oklahoma? Yeah, I forgot where uh, El Rio, or except for the M, I can't remember. The El Rio tornado is one that killed those four storm chasers. Two of them working for National Geographic, mm-hmm. and it, it killed two of them. It went through. It, 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 it turned. It Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. Huge. There's a guy I watch uh, on YouTube, Pecos Hank. He, he He's a storm chaser. There's really good videos. and he, he lives around Texas and Oklahoma. He'll chase that whole area. He's, <laughs> one of them, he was, he was uh, tracking a tornado, and behind him was hail, like really, really bad hail. And there were mud roads on either side of him. And the tornado had moved out of the road he was on just enough. He's like, I'm going to try it. And he went to go buy it, and it turned on him and started coming back. And he caught the very edge of it. And he he said, all this, and I made $200. He made $200 off to get in that shot. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. He's really good about getting behind the tornadoes and filming that inflow, where the where the, the the debris gets wrapped back around it, and really you can really see it. Mm-hmm. He has some great videos, but some of them, dude, just get just seeing them. It gives me like the the tinglys in your belly when you know something's about to happen. He said, he said people think a tornado is just the the funnel. Uh-huh. You know, they think if as long as you're not at the at the the apex of that funnel, you'll be okay. Yeah. He said. But if it's an EF three tornado, at the at the tip of it, yeah, it's an EF three damage. But five hundred yards around it, the winds are EF one. It's enough to take your roof off. Yeah, you know, just, slinging shit. Just because you're not in the number one killer of tornadoes is flying debris. Yeah, people getting knocked in the head or something. 
all that shit that got sucked up, man, landing somewhere. Yep. Yeah. All those concrete slabs, everything it was on. That well, the, one, the, the one that hit, uh, was it Little Rock? A couple weeks one, ago? Yeah. Or last week? Or a week before last? Um, they had a debris signature as far as high as 20,000 feet in yep. the air. Gosh, it damn. was picking up, and, and that's I what I think Rolling Fort was close to 30. It was, yeah, it was, it was bad. massive. And it went like they this debris field was a hundred miles from where the apex hit. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I like, I've never seen a debris field that big. And it's so crazy that they can see it on radar now. Yeah, but there's a debris yeah. ball that, that's not rain, that's just debris up in the air. The radar's picking up. Damn, and that could it's be nuts. anything from cows to. House vinyl siding, a house, a car. Yeah. You know. But yeah, our our thoughts, our prayers are with the people who everybody's been affected. Mm-hmm. Everybody from, mm-hmm. from Texas all the way out to, to Ohio and up in the Midwest. Um, everybody got a shot this time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and it's it's not people always say, How can you live in the South? Tornadoes, hurricanes, wouldn't it? Y'all getting tornadoes now too. They're everywhere. That that was a that was a crazy, crazy storm line that came through. Mm-hmm. Let me get my notes up here so I know what I'm talking about. I wrote down a, a few things we need to discuss. Um, do you remember the guy who threw away his computer that had his Bitcoin on it? Did you know he found it? No, he didn't. The guy, the, the one that was in the the trash, the landfill, the landfill, and okay, he said he's going to split it with the city or all that shit like that or whatever. After years of looking for his lost computer that he believed was filled with 7,500 Bitcoins. The man has found it. The entire thing cost him around $2.5 million after paying for excavators, labor, and city permits to dig up the landfill. He was relieved to find after... He was re, he was relieved after finding the computer last month and had a professional data recovery company working on it for the last four weeks trying to recover his lost wallet that cost alone was $400,000 just for the data recovery. Unfortunately, this is the kick of the nuts. What's wrong, Jig? Go ahead. Unfortunately, it turns out the wallet was actually filled with Bitcoin cash, not Bitcoin. And Bitcoin cash is a hard fork of Bitcoin worth a fraction of the price of actual Bitcoin. Around $124 a piece. So $7,500 times $124 is $930,000. So he is now $1.6 million in debt to cover the cost of the loan he took out to try to find the computer he believed was full of Bitcoin. Holy smoke. So he bought the wrong kind and didn't know it. So... You don't think, man, that's like a like a like a bullshit just to throw everybody off or something, you, <laughs> you know? Think so? Well, if I he's mean, got if he got deals like with the city and stuff, that they're going to want to see it. They're going to want to see for sure. They will. Verify. But wasn't that something, man? That that he was going to do? He would told the city, "Hey, look, man, if I find it, man, I'll." I'll well, he, he had done all this stuff. He had done all this, like the data recovery, the city permits. He did all that against the price of those bitcoins. Yeah. He had leveraged all yeah. this funding. I said, "If I when I find it." I'll pay you back out of the Bitcoin. Well, now he don't have anything to pay back to him. God. So he's, he's, he's over well, he's a, a million and a half in debt now, $1.6 million in debt, because he bought the wrong kind. So so it's 7,500 of them, right? Mm-hmm. What, so what is Bitcoin, around 30,000? Now, yes, yeah, like 34, I think. Something. So what would that be? What would that, if it were... Seventy five hundred times, say thirty. I think 000. I looked That'd today and it was. I think it had it had hit twenty nine, twenty nine thousand today. Just for easy uh, let's, round, let's say yeah. thirty then. Yeah, for easy round and thirty thousand. Two hundred and twenty five million dollars. Two hundred and twenty five million dollars. A possible gain of two hundred twenty five million dollars. Best case scenario. Worst case scenario. You're a million and a half in the hole. I'm gonna let it. No, I'm not gonna take that bet. I am every time. I'm not gonna take it, dude. I'm, you're gonna be in debt a million and a half dollars, or you're gonna have a quarter of a or or <laughs> or you'll have nothing. You'll have less than nothing. That's right. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Yeah. I, I don't know if you'd heard they had found it. Or no, not. I didn't, man. I, I didn't know about the guy losing his shit, though. I didn't know about that. Have you, you know about you know about DoorDash? If anybody knows yeah. about DoorDash, it's you. Yeah. You know about DoorDash. Yeah. You know about DoorDash's virtual kitchens? 
know, know about, Dirt? about that. Mm. Okay. So uh, Eddie Burbick, who's a YouTuber, makes some really good videos. He did one where he went and ate at every Rainforest Cafe oh. in a week or two weeks. So he lives in, in L.A. He drove like from L.A., Arizona, Texas, down to Florida, up all the way to Canada, and then back to ate at every single Rainforest Cafe just for the fuck of it. Uh, he did a whole deep dive investigation into these restaurants he'd never heard of on DoorDash. And he found out they're not real restaurants. It's a building with the conveyor belts that make these meals and bag them up for DoorDash. What? So it's these, it's all these brands, but all these brands have got the same items on their menus, just named differently, but they're all made with the same ingredients in the, in the same warehouse. And it's and, and and so hang on a second. So the so the warehouse is putting out this conveyor line of the same food, mm-hmm. and they've got websites that are advertising different restaurants. Restaurants that are and so it gives you a choice of A restaurant or B restaurant so, or C restaurant, like, man, and they're all coming out of the same kitchen. Like this restaurant's called NASCAR. That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> As he holds up a disposable vape. Yeah. Uh, this website's called NASCAR Wings. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they sell hot wings. Mm-hmm. Well, this website or this restaurant is called, I don't know, Jimmy's Chicken Shack. Uh-huh. This is a great band, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I, I pulled that one out of my ass. I hadn't thought about Jimmy's Chicken Dude. Shack in years. <laughs> that was a jam. Okay. And they sell wings. Uh-huh. Two different brands coming out of the same building. Same same wing. Just same different. wing, same sauce, name different. Wow. Different restaurant, That's but genius. same restaurant. Genius. So these these little storefront warehouses have got 16 restaurants inside of them, all selling the same food on a conveyor line. The door, door dasher comes by this little warehouse, picks up their order, takes it to whoever ordered it. Hey. So, it's thousands of them. I'll just send you the link for the video. Wow, yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. Um, I thought you'd be interested in that. That's crazy, crazy. You ever watch CoffeeZilla on YouTube? Uh-uh. He's a guy that does like you watch him before. I've seen him. Okay, yeah. he investigates like uh, NFT fraud. Find like uh, for a while it, he was all on the the forex scams. He investigates those and outs people. He showed something the other day on TikTok. People are deep faking like Joe Rogan and Logan Paul. You know these big big names deep faking them doing ads for products. So it'll be like a clip from the Joe Rogan experience. He'll he'll be he'll be saying something like, "Hey, if I sh-, he'll be looking off to his right. Hey, if I showed you one of these, these 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 are great vitamins, but they're cutting up words that he said, which he's had thousands, of, hundreds of thousands of hours of, of podcast time now. He's in he's into over a thousand podcasts, and every podcast is what three hours long, just about. You think about how many hours he's put out of him talking." Mm-hmm saying every word imaginable. Mm-hmm. These scammers are taking his recordings, chopping up the words to what they want to say, deep faking his mouth saying them, and posting these ads on TikTok to their bullshit vitamins or supplements or whatever wow. website. And they're making it look like Joe Rogan or Logan Paul or Jake Paul is promoting these bullshit supplements. Is that like a chat GPT thing that's similar. doing that? Yeah. The, the Very AI taking, <clears throat> mixing it? Yep. So, if you're on TikTok and you see Joe Rogan pitching something, it's probably not him. Um, The World Baseball Classic happened, which I know y'all probably don't give a shit about, but it was fucking awesome. (laughs) They do it every four years. uh, where Countries put out, bring their best stars to play in a big baseball tournament. And it it was so good this year. Uh, Shohei Otani, who is like the all-star of all all all-stars in the major leagues right now, uh, is he a pitcher? Uh-huh. He, well, he's a he's a pitcher and he's a hitter. Uh, he he was the guy who won MVP and almost won Cy Young in the same year. I mean, he, he's he's really really good. Uh, and since pitchers don't hit anymore anywhere in the major leagues now, so while on his rest days, he has five days rest between pitches. He's, he's either hitting DH or he plays like right field. You know, he's just a great all around player. Um, the the championship game was between the U.S. and Japan, and so Shohei, of course, plays for Japan. Um, 
his teammate for the Angels, Mike Trout, who's a bomb, home run hitting motherfucker, played for the U.S. Of course, last at bat of the of the game, they bring in Shohei to close the show, to close the game down. U.S. is down by one, and they've got a runner at second, two outs. Mike Trout's at the bat. So teammates competing against each other from two different countries. Best against the best. You know, games on the line. Shohei strikes him out. Holy shit. Struck out his own teammate. And Japan won the World Baseball World Baseball Classic. It was really good. There a lot of really good stories this year. Did he go down swinging? Yeah. Of course. It's Mike Trout. I think, I think so. Shohei's got a mean, a mean uh, split finger pitch. This drops off the table. It'll be coming right at you and go, boop. A little six-inch break at the last three feet. It's a drop. Um, they had a lot of really good stories this year. Uh, uh, Lars Newtbar, who was an American player, um, he grew up uh, when kids from Japan would come over to play in Little League. They would stay with him and his family. Japan offered him a spot on the Japanese team as a thank you. And uh, he does a celebration whenever he hits like a home runner. He does like this, like a pepper grinder. Yeah. He does this. That blew up in Japan. They couldn't buy, you can't you can't buy a pepper grinder in Japan right now because this guy's celebration is this. Kids were doing it. President Japan was doing the pepper grinder. It, it took off. They got uh, a pepper grinder dance or a song. Had the whole, or I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm TikTok. I'm sure. Um, and then you had a, a a player who plays who's playing on Mexico. He had defected from Cuba to Mexico to try to become a professional baseball player because he was making sixty bucks a month as a professional player in in, in Cuba. Defects to Mexico, has been trying to become a citizen for years now. Plays in the major leagues, but lives lives in Mexico. And he tweeted to the Mexican president, hey, make me a citizen. I'll play for Team Mexico in the World Baseball Classic. And he made him a citizen right there on the spot. Called him in two weeks later. Signed the papers. You're a Mexican citizen. You're playing for us now. And just had a killer, killer World Baseball Classic. Killed it the whole time. The Cuban team came to came to uh, Miami to play. That's one of the spots they were playing at was in Miami. Mm-hmm. Cuban team flew in, played the game, and one of the players refused to get back on the plane. He defected to America after after because he plays in the major leagues during the season, but he has to go back to Cuba during the off season. But when he came here for the World Baseball Classic, he didn't get back on the plane, so he defected. So I mean, they can they, they don't put him on the plane regardless. Oh, people are going to hide him out, you know, because the, the law has always been if a Cuban refugee can get to the, U, the U.S. shores without being stopped, they're granted refugee status. That's why you see all those boats of people trying to come from Cuba to Miami oh. without getting caught by the by the Coast Guard or something. If they can get to U.S. soil, they're free. And so this guy come, this guy flew in from the, for Team Cuba and then refused to get back on the plane. So he's going to try to become an American citizen now. So good for him. A lot of great stories this year out of it. Um, big news this this week. WWE UFC merger. Endeavor bought the WWE. What do you think? Um, I, I heard uh, I heard an interview um, with the guy that's the uh, the Endeavor the Endeavor guy. I'm not sure what his title is. I'm one of the shot callers. And um, it was with uh, Vince McMahon, <clears throat> and it was um, I had no idea that the WWE was as big as it is. I mean, I knew it was a big I knew it was a big deal, but I had no idea that it was like at the time like twenty times bigger than the UFC or something like that. You know, and the UFC is huge. Yeah, but uh, what was it? Sixty billion dollars they bought it for? Is something that, like that? Is that right? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, and they're and, and, and they going to let Vince uh, still be president of it. Well, Vince, he's an executive chair of of the, they're going to con- they're going to put the two companies together. UFC and WWE are going to be their own company together, and they're going to have their, their stock symbol is going to be TKO. Wow. But, but they don't have the name of the company yet, I don't think. Oh, okay. But their stock symbol is going to be TKO. <laughs> um, it's just a way for Endeavor to keep from paying some kind of tax. I don't know, acquisition tax, something like that. Mm-hmm. But if they, they combine it and spun it off on its own brand, its own shareholders, they don't have to pay a tax on it. Um, you think it's going to water down the UFC? Are you afraid that it's going to become more of a gimmick 
the UFC? Yeah. Well, the over the years, man, the UFC, in my opinion, has, has become a has been kind of a <laughs> shit show. You know, it was it started out being tough guys. You know, just absolutely hammering the hell out of everybody. You know, each other and. And it was fun for us to get around, drink beer, and be hoo-hahs, man, and root them on, you know. Now it's just become such a science. Uh, but what I see is the um, the drama aspect of who's the champion and who they're going to let fight who and whatever. The rankings don't mean anything. It's all about who can sell the most. The money fight. Yeah, what's the what's the bigger draw going to be? Who's going to buy the most pay-per-views? Not who's necessarily who's next in line. That part of it, man, I really don't like, but I realize I get it. That's the business part of it. Um, and the and the WWE, from what I understand, is all about the storyline, you know, and it's all about creating characters and the storyline and following the characters and stuff like that. I think, man, it'll make the UFC grow. I just don't necessarily think it'll be in the, in the old school direction of, you know, all the fighting and stuff like that. It's going to be a lot more, a lot more um, glamorized. Yeah. I think I think you're right. The MMA used to be, and when it first started, it was who is the best martial art, mm-hmm. or what is the best martial art? Is it you know? Is it sambo? Is it Brazilian jiu jitsu? Is it boxing? Is it wrestling? What's mm-hmm. the best one? Well, now when's the last time you've seen a a guy who's from a who's a pure wrestler, or a guy who's a pure jiu jitsu guy? Yeah, there's no. There's not anymore. Every guy's a mixed martial artist. They have to take a little bit of Muay Thai, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of BJJ, because a little bit of boxing. Has. Yeah, you you got to evolve. Just, just keeping up. It used to be either a guy who was super technical, who had a a discipline like BJJ, or you were just some barroom brawler mm-hmm. like Tank Abbott mm-hmm. who did nothing but just bust noses your entire life. How many fights, man? We watched Chuck Liddell, man, be out there, man, <laughs> that big one hander. You know, crack. trying to crack yeah. somebody from four feet out, you know, back in the day. There was no, the same, it was the Gracie's, you know, yeah. yep. it was Hoist Gracie. That was the whole point it started yeah. was to prove that BJJ was <laughs> Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was the best, the best martial art. That was some really fun shit, man. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd all get together, man, and rent those fights and everybody would, bet on them. Yeah, bet on <laughs> throw Nancy. Down, throw down a couple of dollars. On I think them. Nancy uh, had a foul. Was was batting a thousand <laughs> on picking fights. You know how she picked her 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 who her fights were. Uh, she say his ears look worse. He's going to lose. She checked color flower ear. <laughs> that's how she. That's how she always did. It. And she had a incredible winning percentage. <laughs> that's very nuts, man. As for as much as we know about the guy's style, <laughs> yeah. their weaknesses, their strength. She was going by ears. Nancy just looks at the ears. Nah, he's going to get fucked up. Yeah. Look at his ear. He, he took a beating there in training. Look at him. <laughs> he's still bleeding. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see. I don't know how well this is going to go. Um, you know, Vince is ranked higher than Dana in in the promotions now. I mean, he's he's two steps away from from CEO president seat. Mm-hmm. He's executive director of the new company. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird because I've heard Dana say in the past that Vince can be hard to work with. You know, dealing with Lesnar and other people like that. Uh, when he first started doing it, he was Vince was not very keen on doing it. But as the years went on, it seemed like he saw that letting Brock come fight in the UFC only helps the WWE when he mm-hmm. comes back, Ronda Rousey going from the UFC to the WWE yeah, crossovers, you know, it, I don't know why more companies don't realize that. Now it in boxing part of that conglomerate as well. Are there any boxing? I don't think or is so. It, is it? No, I, I think it's, I think it's just those two. I don't know what else endeavors into. Mm-hmm. They could be part of, if they do, I can't stand watching boxing. It seems so fa- so fixed now, and and UFC is about getting that way. I'm worried that they're going to they're going to end up getting popped for some kind of bullshit. We've seen too many bad decisions in the last couple of years. Either they need to start doing something with the judges, or they need to they need to be investigated. One of the two. It, it just looks so so fucky to me. Um, and how easy would that shit be to fix? Oh, yeah. You know, as far as, like, gambling and shit like that, you know. And that's the biggest issue <clears throat> is how big sports book is now. Mm. You know, if a fixed fight comes, if they find out a fight was fixed now, and, and as much as sports book is involved in all sports, that, that would that would kill the company. Mm-hmm. It would be over. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting to the Bud Light controversy? 
Yeah, so you'll have to fill me in on all that. <laughs> all right, so uh, I've got a chat group with Dingo, another buddy of ours. Yeah. And they sent me a video of the night of uh, Kid Rock wearing a corner store MAGA hat and shooting an MP, shooting Bud Light with an MP5 saying, fuck Bud Light. And I'm like, what did the Bud, the Bud Light, you know, steal his skull or something? Was it? Were they upset about? It? Like, no. Apparently, the Bud Light cans have rainbows on them now, and stuff for LGBT stuff. And all all the all the conservative people got their dick in a twist over it. So they were going out and buying buying Bud Light, and then shooting it. They they were buying Bud Light, buying it. So they were spending money on stuff they didn't want just to blow it up. These retards don't understand how a boycott works. You don't give them money to boycott their brand. This this is where this is where retardation comes to light. It's like when, when the whole Nike thing happened. I saw every fucking asshole I know throwing their Nikes away. And six months later they had a new pair on their feet. Motherfucker. If you throw it away, you've already gave them your money. You're not doing anything. You're right. You're throwing away shoes. It has something to do also, man, with a transgender guy that was that was like the new spokesperson or something like that. Oh, I don't know it? anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> they're fucking retarded. They're retarded. It was uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Is that the guy that was a swimmer? Trans- transgender. No, no, no. Who is he? Just an influencer. Oh, uh, I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. Any influence of mine. They, they did a commemorative can. Right. And put... His face on it. Why oh, do they put his face? I saw that the rainbows that, and stuff on it. Well, no, that one that was a different. Uh, oh, different, different can. Uh, this one was just his his face or her face, whatever you're supposed to call the fucker. Their uh, face. Whatever. Um, yeah. So they're outraged over that, and basically they just kind of shit all over the people that actually. I'm pretty sure it was a joke. If it wasn't, he's just stupid anyway. But they made a joke about March Madness and blah blah blah. You know that's what. You know, anyways, commemorative can. Mm. They made, I think, maybe one of them. It's not on every can. You know, you, they do the commemorative stuff every right. once in a while for people. But the can was to commemorate Dylan and his uh, first full year of being a woman. Yay. And everybody went mm. fucking shit house. Okay. Tank's been a woman for 43 years. Can we, yeah. can we celebrate that? Put her that? on a can. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's going to be on the can, all right. <laughs> no. Shitting her brains out. Especially if she's drinking Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> and Judd is drinking his gender-neutral uh, Pats Blue Ribbon tonight. Because we don't give a shit who you have sex with. We nope. just want to get drunk. All right, how about a couple of videos? A uh, couple, couple of fight videos for you, okay? And we'll call it a show. So this lady throws shit at this guy's car. Man, she bullshit. Oh, she bullshit. And then she's gonna walk away like like nobody's gonna do anything hey, about man. it. Go! Oh! <laughs> Damn. Dude hit her with a flying kick and rolled her ass over. Just took off running, just flying kung fu kicked that. See, this bitch. is the problem with women. They We'll preface that with more you know. That's the problem with women. If they can do shit and get away with it. Times are different now. That woman right there. Y'all want some equality? We're going to equality kick your ass across the fucking parking lot. All right, one more. Now, this was in Mexico. This is like a public bus in Mexico. All right. And they're known for having thievery. All right. They, they start to pick somebody up. People jump in, grab all the stuff, and jump back out. Okay. These guys jump in, rob the place, and the bus driver takes off. Well, now old boy is stuck, and he's in a van full of people he just robbed. Oh. And, and now and now the stomping takes place. Yeah, there's like five guys at, that are just that on dude up top there just, of him. Just fucking stomping his head. Look at him. He's locked in the van with guys he just tried to rob. There's five guys just literally punching hell out of him. Now they're dragging him out. Yeah, they pulling his clothes off too. They rubbing his ass. They gonna put him out shit, naked. Man, look at that. That dude's like. We need this in America. We need 
at that dude. He's just wild. He's, I bet this guy's taking 60 punches and 50 stomps. I bet his nose is gone. That dude there in the white is holding him down. Now, this guy's stomping him. They are looking to just absolutely kill that guy. Oh, they ain't done. They're still pounding on yeah. that bitch. God. That's, that's 30 hard stomps. Oh, at Easy. least. Easy. And he each, ain't a big guy. Each guy's got two feet. That's a lot of stomping. Oh. Oh. Now, now they're going to play ping pong with him. Look at him. Back and forth. You hit him, then I hit him. Oh, my the, gosh. Tore his shirt off. Said, nah, we ain't. The bus driver's trying to get him off. Yeah. Trying to get him out of the van. But they're like, no, 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 we ain't done yet. They're trying. They're literally, man, trying to kill that guy. Yeah. But sure, I was like, well, close the door. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> wow, they just took off. That dude pulled his pants down and kicked him in the ass. <laughs> you see that? He turned like... That dude is still getting stomped. Watch it. Watch. Watch me. Watch, watch me. <laughs> that dude went. Ah! Oh, he did. Oh. I'll put a toe in his ass. He tried to put his foot up the guy's he ass. Golly. <laughs> that right there is the most extreme beatdown we've seen so far on all the fights. Oh, that was a good one. That was like, how long is that? Two minutes and some change? Uh, two, two, eight. It felt like 15 minutes, though. If you're in the middle of it. A, a minute 45. They that beat was that, that dude. dude for two minutes and three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a minute 45. That was solid ass whooping. <laughs> that guy right there, man, would have had much better day, man, if he'd have woke up with the shits and been like, no, nah, dude, I'm going to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows in the network. Also, check out our sponsors in the show notes like Ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, where you can save 15% on some premium CBD with a promo code HANGO. Also, go by MyDelta8.com. Harpoon Jut, good to see y'all again. I love y'all a ton. Glad to have you back in the saddle. And I love all y'all out there for sticking with us. We'll see you next time. Bye.